Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. From the WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM, and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey I found out he was working out in the weight room. I went down immediately and I said, Aaron, tell me, did you do this? Because if you did... I know you must have had some good reason. I'm going to get you the best defense lawyer we can get, and I'll do it at my cost. And he looked me right in the eye, not blinking anything, and said, Mr. Kraft, I didn't do that. I was in Rhode Island or something. And when he said it, I believed him. He actually changed my life and how I look at people because... It just, I, to this day, I can't believe I got snookered like that. Robert Kraft, episode six of The Dynasty, discussing Aaron Hernandez. We really didn't get too far into Robert Kraft offering legal representation to Aaron Hernandez. Did you do it? No. Okay, but if you did, I know lawyers. I'll, re- I'll I'll have them represent you at my cost, so I'll pay for it. Like, we really didn't get into that the first go-round, Mego, but, like, it's supposed to be a Kraft Hall of Fame application, if you will, you know, his resume to get into the Hall of Fame. And... You know, he winds up saying stuff like this periodically throughout where you're like, I, I don't know if you're helping your case here, Robert. If that's what you're trying to do, I don't know if you're helping your case. Yeah, it's kind of weird because the way he tells it is that it's like, okay, you hear that he's a potential murderer. So you go to confront him thinking that he's going to just confess to you if he did do it. Yeah. And then you decide I'm going to offer you top of the line representation to get you out of this. 
whether you take that as get this out of this situation or get out of this charge or whatever, it's not the best look. So whether you've seen this episode of the Dynasty or not, and I'd encourage you to watch it. I just, as a Patriots fan, I do wonder where you're at on this. It's a 10-part docuseries. It's about the, the Patriots dynasty. And dial us up on this. There's open lines for you. 617-779-7937. Is this a story that needs to be told? Our phone lines are open. They are, Bill. I don't know that you're going to want to hear the answers on this. But is this a story that needs to be told about the Patriots and their greatness, their dynasty? Uh, you can answer that at 617-779-7937. Mego, do they need to tell this story? Aaron Hernandez, do they need to do it? Well, if they were going to do this documentary and present it as it's like something that is almost journalistic, the way that when we talked to Jeff Benedict, and I'm sure that uh, Hamachek, the the director, would say that that's the way that they see it presenting it like i think that then of course you have to talk about this i'm sure there's other aspects of the dynasty that are not going to be discussed in oh, later they're, episodes they're not covering uh orchids of asia they're not going to cover i that? haven't seen it but i also haven't heard anyone say that there's anything about that okay so, so i would be very surprised about that yeah um do they need to tell the aaron hernandez story look it's not the first time that people have investigated this the boston globe did a spotlight investigation and i think they had a podcast going for a while about it yeah, so it's did. it's not like nobody's ever you know nobody ever dove into this story um i found it an incredibly compelling episode i think it's the best episode of the series so far i know you like the first two and I that's enjoyed very the first much two. Yeah. that's like more of a good feel unless member, you're a big bledsoe fan i like the member berries it's I like remember. yeah it's a good feel it's a it's a it's a feel good watch i should say if yeah. you're a patriots fan Sorry, Malloy had a little hotel room <laughs> i remember i remember this it, it, and and some of the calls that we've yeah, gotten. You're like Aaron Hernandez is a murderer. I I member, but I, uh, yeah, I no. But the calls that we've gotten on this, it does. I think it is important to to tell it because it does then raise questions about okay, you know what goes untalked about or how do things devolve when you have a lot of money and you're in one of these positions and there's people in positions of power who you're so talented that they don't want to challenge you. Like, I, I do think that that side of it is interesting. So I think it needs to be told. To answer my own question, I do think it needs to be told. Episode five, I thought was a waste. Complete waste. And Mego, you think it's setting the stage for a later, larger conflict between Belichick and Brady, which I agree with, Belichick, Brady, and Kraft. But um, a whole episode on Matt Castle and the year where Matt Castle replaced Tom Brady, I don't need a whole episode you on that. You could have done that in 10 minutes. I think you could have done it in two. Oh, yeah, by the way, Brady missed the season and Matt Castle was okay. And then they traded him to the Chiefs and Brady came back and it was all fine. And they didn't make the playoffs. Right. They were five games worse than enough. People are like, they won 11 games? That's one way of saying it. The other way is they were five games worse. They never lost the year before until the Super Bowl. And they lost five games and didn't make the playoffs the next year. And they had a really ridiculously easy schedule. And so I didn't need a whole episode on that. That was a waste. That I didn't understand the storytelling. Aaron Hernandez is a necessary story, I think. And pretty much everyone comes out of this, I think, looking bad. I do think the person beyond Aaron Hernandez himself who deserves... I think Dion Branch looks good. Well, no, I'm sorry. but I'm meaning the decision makers. Okay. I, I think some of the... No, <laughs> Brandon Lloyd and Dion Branch. I'm sorry. Some of the teammates look fine because they're just on the team. What are they supposed to do? Yeah. They're just on the team. What's Dion Branch supposed to do? I mean, not befriend him. I mean, I guess that's an option. But, you know, the decision makers is what I mean. Nobody comes out of that looking good. The central players in the story, none of them come out looking good. And, you know, Aaron Hernandez, obviously, goes without saying deserves the most blame for what went on. But 
the Patriots as an organization deserve some blame as well because they they had a good idea of the type of things he was up to. Not the full extent of it. They don't know he's murdering people, but they know he's mixed up with a bad crowd and they know he's up to no good and they don't just draft him and give him a job in the NFL when a lot of teams wouldn't have. Teams had him off their draft board. They gave him an extension. I mean, Robert Kraft is in part of the episode talking about how great of a guy he is. And so, and that's in real time, by the way. That's not even looking back. That's in real time. And so, you know, I I, I think Bill does deserve a lot of blame for this. But the way the Patriots just make sure they reinforce that it's Bill's fault is borderline shameful. Let me, let me hear Jonathan. This is Jonathan Kraft. And just, again, the lengths they go to, like pat themselves on the back. Like, oh, it was, I wanted to cut Aaron Hernandez. I gave my dad the idea that we had to cut Aaron Hernandez, and he agreed. And Bill totally didn't want to. Listen to this. Aaron was being led out of his house in handcuffs, and it was on television everywhere. And I just remember thinking, whatever warm feelings we might have towards Aaron, it looks like he's done the ultimate bad thing, and he he can't. We can't have him on our team any longer. Yeah, I'll, I'll, no, that's ridiculous. I'll find that. At that time, my dad and Bill were both out of the country, but I felt strongly we couldn't wait. And so I called my dad, and he very much agreed, and we called Bill. And, you know, Bill, as is his want, was always more measured. In the beginning, he said, you know, he's not guilty yet. And there, there were competitive issues, too. He didn't want to have to lose. An amazing football player. So Bill's instinct would be, play this f***ing thing out till the end. And I just knew we couldn't play it out to the end. And... and not, not because of how it looked on us, but because we had to set a f***ing example. I mean, like, it's like this guy's a murderer. Okay. So it's like, we have to set an example. Bill wanted to keep the murderer. Like, I feel like that that's going a touch far. Like, I, like, I don't know. Like, I, I think Bill had a good idea. Ernie Adams gives you a lot of insight. Kraft knows. The players know. People know what Hernandez was doing to an extent. Not the full extent. They know he's mixed up in a bad crowd. They know he's up to no good. And they're all like, yeah, whatever, let's keep him here. But, like, the Crafts can't push all that on Bill. And then say, we wanted to set an example, but Bill wanted to keep employing the murderer. But that That's where it feels like it's going a bit far for me. Yes, the way that they portray this is they try to make it look like there's some kind of push-pull dynamic of, is this a guy who's inappropriate and he's volatile and he says things that make people cringe and feel uncomfortable and he doesn't behave like a rookie or is this a guy who's an emotionally disturbed individual who can bring violence into a situation and actually kill someone? And I think the further that they go into it and the more that they talk to the people who are actually there, teammates um, in particular, guys in the locker room, the more that you hear, yeah, it felt a lot more like the latter thing. Like people had an idea that this was a really unstable person. Well, and they knew he was violent. I mean, they definitely knew he was violent from incidents in college. So I can't I can't abide by all that to say. I can't abide by the crafts going, you know, he kissed me on the cheek and he gave me a check in memory of my beloved wife and I only saw the good in him. And that's my fault, is that I only saw the good in people and Aaron Hernandez changed that about me that I could actually assume bad things about people. It's like there was a reason he was in the fourth round and reportedly other teams took him off their draft card. This didn't come out of nowhere. No, it didn't. Uh, teams didn't want to go near him. 
The Patriots did. And the way they justify it indirectly in episode six of the dynasty is, well, the team, they needed a recharge and they tried to cut corners to get back to contending. And they did. They had a really good draft class in 2010. But by cutting corners, they looked the other way on this guy. And this is where it wound up. Uh, some text, 37937. Uh, just another attempt by this series to make Bill look like a jerk. I hate the dynasty the more it's played. Uh, here's a separate text. Them blaming Aaron Hernandez, meaning uh, the Crafts. Them blaming uh, Bill for Aaron's situation, rather, is a new low. Absolutely pathetic. Uh, Hernandez killed at least three people. Don't make him sound like a sympathetic victim. I I, I don't think we did. I, I wonder if that's targeted at the, the documentary, which I do think... Uh, references his rough upbringing and references, you know, his father passing away, which again, I just happens to a lot of people. I, they, that doesn't mean you automatically have to turn into some mass murderer. Uh, there are plenty of reasons. He was a fourth round pick is another text. True teams knew there were teams that wouldn't have touched him in the fourth round. And then I like these Mego. Uh Ken, Ken layered off today. Uh, please expa- uh, explain spoilers to your crew. The other shows have done a great job with this, which ha- has it? Haven't Greg and their show, haven't they been talking about the dynasty for like three weeks straight? Yeah, yeah they got screeners. So what I don't are we maybe, talking about? maybe they're not playing clips, but like, haven't they been talking about it for like three weeks straight? Brian, yes, thumbs up, yes. So I, you know, whatever. Maybe maybe they haven't given away any spoilers, or maybe my understanding of a spoiler spoiler is different alert: than yours. this really happened. Spoiler! I alert. don't know if you didn't watch the news through the entire twenty teens. Thank you. So like, there we're playing some clips that you probably haven't heard before. I'll acknowledge that. I'm not. I'm not. You know, an idiot, but. Spoiler alert, Aaron Hernandez, not a good guy, ran around murdering people. The Patriots cut him. And Is uh, anyone you know. watching this thinking that it's not real? And they're like, oh, come on. That's just, that's too, that's too dark. Matt Castle uh, replaced Brady for one season. Why, why are they bringing in this Castle character? Brady came back and won Super Bowl. Spoiler alert, just so you know. Uh, 617-779-7937. You can jump a in on- weird creative choice there. See, I would have had Tom Brady not get hurt, and then they could have this big revenge tour and go undefeated, but then this Matt Castle guy just shows up. I don't understand it's the direction. Out, it's kind of out of left field. Uh, 617-779-7937. You can dial us up on that. Uh, our big question of the day really has nothing to do with the dynasty, uh, but we are still talking Patriots quarterbacks if you want to jump in on that. What's your biggest concern with the Patriots selecting a quarterback at number three? That's at Jones and Mego. Uh, you can weigh in on the phones. We'll play you more clips. And I think these are, you know, some chilling details from Hernandez's teammates at the time. Uh, if you haven't heard these yet, you'll want to stick around. We'll play them for you right after trending with Ryan Garth. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, 
the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Some things we just can't talk about. We're not going to be talking about sodomy. It's Jones and Mako. So I went down this rabbit hole. Ooh, tough transition. On WEEI. There's paranoia is increasing. His drug use is increasing. He asked to meet with Bill Belichick. Aaron told him that his girlfriend and his daughter's safety was in jeopardy. Belichick asked Hernandez if he wanted help from the security department of the Patriots, and Hernandez said, no, thank you. Instead, he asked Bill Belichick to trade him to a team on the West Coast so he'd get away from New England, just get away. But Belichick said no to Aaron Hernandez. At the 2013 Combine, Aaron Hernandez asked to be traded to a West Coast team, saying that he feared for his family's lives. What did you do with that information? Yeah, it's an unfortunate situation about Aaron, and I don't have anything to add to it. Bill Belichick has never fully explained why he didn't trade Aaron Hernandez, but it was probably because the team had just invested all this money in him because he was still a great player. This embodies what we call Football Inc., which is a cold corporate enterprise that just wants to win. And in this case, a young man ends up dead. Bob Holler of the Boston Globe there at the end. You heard him in the beginning of the clip as well. Discussing Aaron Hernandez's request at the Combine for the Patriots to trade him. This is after the double homicide. This is, uh, again, in Indianapolis. And Bill denies the trade request. Holler adds that he thinks it's because the Patriots just signed him to a giant extension. Which... Implicates the crafts, by the way, not just Bill. Uh, and furthermore, when Bill is asked to revisit that by, it sounds like, the director, Matthew Hamachek, Bill says, yeah, it was an unfortunate situation. I don't have anything to add. It's like, I, I'm led to believe that's all he really said about Aaron Hernandez. This is where I think that they're pretty fair because they certainly let the crafts, you know, put their own narrative out there and steamroll Bill and make Bill look like he's the only person who had any knowledge of the situation of what kind of person Aaron Hernandez was. But at the same time, they talk to Bill, and Bill just says that. That's all he says, apparently. And I kind of believe that because that's how he's been for most of the documentary. They'll bring oh, yeah. up a silly story about Lawyer Malloy's hotel room, and he might crack a smile and say a couple words about that. It's clear he does not want to do this. At the time that he was filming this, he was looking for an extension and getting an extension from the crafts for his salary. So, like, he's under contract himself. I'm sure he's doing it because he feels like he has to do it, and he doesn't want to talk any more about it. But at the but on the other side, it makes it look like, okay, so then we're only really hearing the crafts' perspective because you're not saying anything. Right. And, again, I'm guessing if they asked more and they circled back and they wanted more info out of Bill on Aaron Hernandez, he probably answered it exactly the same way. That's unfortunate, but... Ernie Adams had a lot more to say, though. Ernie Adams had tons to say. Tons to say. And it's Jones and Mego. No Arcan today. No Arcan all week. Uh, Ryan doing extra heavy lifting back there. Uh, we'll get to your phone calls. 617-779-7937. We'll play you some clips from Hernandez's teammates at the time. And just, again, it's just to underscore when people say, oh, well, no one knew what Hernandez was up to and what kind of guy he was. Wrong. 
wrong. And this goes above the players in the locker room. Mego just said it. Ernie Adams filled in plenty of gaps, which gives you a good idea of what Bill knew. Robert Kraft, uh, we played this clip for you earlier. I'm not sure we'll play it again. But he was on the field at the time of Aaron Hernandez's extension or shortly after. And he says to Bill, yeah, he told me he's going to you know, stop running with that crew. He says he thinks he has a good heart. He's a good guy with a good heart. And he's going to stop running with that crew. So, like, don't tell me people didn't know. And we'll give you examples of that coming up. But real quick, because you just said it, Mego. Uh, we got a text, 37937. The way Jonathan and Robert talk about Bill throughout this documentary sure makes it seem like they had their mind made up about Belichick. When was he interviewed? Prior to last season? Bill? Yes. I, I thought that we heard that it was, like, March. Okay, so like prior, a, basically a year That's ago. what I'm saying, prior yeah. to last season. Yeah, I, I don't know if they had their minds made up on Bill at that point, but I think... Bill was on the hot seat. We all know Bill was on the hot seat going into that year. And I I feel, and anybody listening in real time knows I felt this way then, Bill was lucky to still have his job last year. And so maybe that emboldened them a little bit to, to lash out a little bit more about Bill. Or I've heard this conspiracy theory before. Maybe they had various edits of this thing. And they knew that they could go in a little bit stronger on Bill because Bill's no longer here. That would be gross. Would it, I wouldn't like that. Okay, would it surprise you? No, but it would be gross. It would be gross. That's my reaction to I mean, it. Most of this, in the way it... Tra- I don't feel bad for Bill losing his job, but most of this is gross in terms of how the crafts are just like, we didn't do anything wrong. Bill's the one who wanted to keep the murderer. Well, it's like... like that's well, gross. The way that they pose it is that the crafts seem to show themselves as, we're always trying to do the right thing, yep. and we do our best to identify the right thing, and Bill always wants to win. So, And that's the simple narrative that they're putting out there. A hundred percent. And, you know... I think Ernie's somewhat guilty of of perpetuating that, too. Ernie's, like, just basically rubbing his hands together in every single interview, going, either I'm not going to talk about it or I'm going to make okay. it all look even more evil than so, it is. So I said this earlier. Ernie Adams would not participate in discussing Spygate. What wouldn't, the hell is on those tapes? Wouldn't do what it. What the hell is on those tapes? Ernie Adams said, I'm going to take that to the grave. Okay? You can ask me about it. The Jets thing, I'm taking that to the grave. Will not talk about it. Aaron Hernandez, he's like, sure. You guys want to talk Aaron Hernandez? Let's talk Aaron Hernandez. Whatever. So, like, right, Ryan, what the hell's on those tapes? And furthermore, as much as Jonathan wants to leave it at Bill's feet. The tapes are just like George Michael in the garage. (laughs) Pretending to be a Jedi. (laughs) (laughs) Like, please don't look at those. (laughs) Robin, smash those up. So, no, so, um, you know, as much as Jonathan wants to leave this at Bill's feet, you know, I'm kind of paraphrasing the clip we played you earlier this hour where Jonathan's like, well, it's my idea to cut him. And my dad totally agreed, but Bill wanted to keep the murderer. Well, Jonathan and and former intern Brian uh, just uh, poked his head in and said this. It's a great point. Jonathan, your dad offered legal representation to, jo- to, to Aaron Hernandez. Your dad wasn't exactly looking to cut the kid. His first instinct was to have somebody represent him and pay for it. Right. That's not... That's not but again, exactly... That, that's Jonathan going, I know better than even my dad. Maybe. And look, I mean, who knows? Maybe Jonathan was lobbying for his father to do that, and it's all, you know, credit-taking, and I wanted to do this, and I gave my dad the idea. But, like, you can you can make it look like it was all Bill. Robert says right there, his first instinct was, hey, you need a lawyer? Did you do it? Oh, you didn't? Because if you did, I know somebody who can represent you, and I'll pay for it. That's not exactly... Let's move on from the guy and cut him and set an example for the rest of the league like Jonathan wants you to believe. No, no. And that, again, that's just where Jonathan comes in. And I think it's 
an interesting dynamic that they show a glimpse of of him going, yeah, my dad and Bill were actually both out of the country. I was the only person who was equipped enough, which also, how does that make sense then that Bob Kraft comes back and he goes and talks to Aaron Hernandez and asks him point blank if he does it? How does he do that if he's not in the country? Uh, sorry, I'm, I was conversing with Ryan about something else because we have some some news on the Patriots. But oh, okay, but, no, but, let's go no, to the news. No, but repeat your question real quick. Well, how does okay? So Robert Kraft tells us that when he found out about it and he finds out that Aaron Hernandez is working out at Gillette, he goes and confronts Aaron Hernandez, asks him point blank if he did it. So I think, and then I wondered the same thing. Jonathan I know what you're says My they dad were was both out, of the, out of the country. There was a little bit of a gap there. Okay. Remember, so like. It was such a weird news story the way it developed. There was a gap between him getting arrested and the Patriots cutting him. So maybe maybe that accounts for the difference. So he's saying basically when Aaron Hernandez was walking out with the handcuffs, that's when he goes and that's, he says it's not about how it looks. No, 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 Robert. Okay. No, no, Robert. Robert said he went down to Hernandez went to the facility and worked out that day. He was like pumping what? gas. Thank you. He was pumping that, gas. I completely forgot about it, where he's he's trying to pump gas. He's got eighteen microphones Ridiculous. in his face. Be like, did you do it? Did you do it? Ridiculous. So like Hernandez is just a complete. I mean, obviously a horrible person and just an, a moron. So he's pumping gas. He goes to the facility. Robert goes down to the weight room and he says, "What are you doing here? Did you do it?" And then I think you know shortly thereafter. Okay. He leaves the country. The Patriots cut him. I, I believe I wondered the same thing when I was watching. all in all, though, it comes off as Jonathan goes, I'm the one who was actually at work. Yeah. And I'm the one who knew best. Yeah, exactly. Uh, real quick. We'll, we'll play some of these clips coming up, but we have breaking news on the Patriots. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt this program. This is breaking news. Breaking news on WEEI is presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Yes, I have seen it first from Field Gates, followed by the Patriots' official Twitter account themselves. The Patriots announced they have released cornerback J.C. Jackson. Okay, good. Right? We were a little nervous about this yesterday. Gerard Mayo had a weird comment at the Combine, which he was present at. Everybody in the Navy Yard who needs uh, Morse code tapped out to them. Uh, He is present at the Combine, or at least was. He had a weird answer yesterday about J.C. Jackson, where we're like, crap, are they going to... Because there's nobody to spend on, and they got to burn cash, but now they got to kind of walk away from burning cash. Are they just going to keep J.C. Jackson at his inflated cap number to make it look like they're spending? This is a theory Mego brought up yesterday that was terrifying, and fortunately, we were worried about nothing on that one. They've cut him, and so good. They have to they have to spend real money on other people. Yeah, that's another what fourteen million dollars now that in, they have in cap space because he's space, gone. Correct. And obviously, I think it's the right move. Uh, I was concerned when we heard Gerard Mayo talking about it at the Combine and saying that he thinks he's going to move a lot better J.C. Jackson two years after his injury. But this is the right move. So good for them. Okay. Good move. I mean, expected move. We got a little nervous yesterday. because It was just weird. Why hadn't it happened yet? Mego, you're right. I was just going to say, Mego made a great point. She's like, well, they cut Lawrence Guy and they cut Adrian Phillips and they cut whoever the hell else. So why why haven't they cut J.C. J- Jackson's the obvious one. He's the one who saves you the most cap space. And so maybe it's haggling with an agent or whatever it was. They finally- Haggling football player, two years removed from injury. Uh, he's probably going to move a lot better this year, so we'll see. Okay, that scared me. When he said he's probably going to move a lot better, I'm like, oh, crap, they're, they're thinking about keeping him. Uh, but they are not. Uh, score, one, score one for the Pats on this one. Uh, Jones was wrong. 617-779-7937. Let's play you a, uh, a couple more clips here. Because I do think there's this... this belief out there from Patriots fans that like, well, the pay, how are the Patriots supposed to know? How are they supposed to know what Aaron Hernandez was up to? They don't know. How could you possibly know? And I'll go with that to a point. They didn't know he was murdering people. Like, I'm not that much of a monster where I'm like, oh, the Patriots just looked the other way on a murder. I don't think that. But they knew he was mixed up with bad people, 
running with a bad crowd, up to no good. They knew this. And I think they knew it wasn't like run-of-the-mill, he's out too late at the club, or, you know, he's uh, like a John Morant type where it's like he's got guns, but it's all for show or whatever, right? I mean, I think they knew he was running with a bad, bad crowd. And I think you'll hear some of this in these clips coming up. So the first one is uh, Brandon Lloyd. If you remember him, he was a receiver who was here for a year. Actually very productive. Bounced around the NFL quite a bit. He was very interesting in uh, episode six of the Dynasty. You'll hear Brandon Lloyd and Wes Welker in this clip. Uh, And here's what they had to say about sharing a locker room with Aaron Hernandez. I quickly realized that something was going on. There was this troubling undercurrent during training camp. Wes Welker makes his beeline over to me. And I grabs me like by the shoulders. He says, Brandon, your locker's in between Gronk and Aaron Hernandez. Now, Aaron, he's going to fondle his genitalia in front of you. He's going to talk about bathing with his mom. You just got to ignore it. You got to ignore it. It was like Wes has seen a ghost the way he was looking at me. You know, I thought Aaron was a good kid. I had a locker right next to him, tried to help him, tried talking to him, but at the same time, I don't know. It was, uh, I think it was pretty glaring um, that there were issues. In the locker room, we get away with saying a lot of offensive and disturbing things. (laughs) But what Aaron was saying, it deviated far off the norm of just locker room bullshitting around. He would rage out on players, you know, motherfucking people, saying he's going to beat their ass, I'll kill you, which is something that I don't take lightly. Yeah, I'll say. I wouldn't either. As he's running around telling people he'll kill them. You hear, you hear him underneath the clip, by the way. I didn't say this the first time, but that's, that's actual footage in the locker room of Fernandez. He's talking about gangbanging and screaming into the camera, which, you know, none of that is incriminating in and of itself. But he's fondling himself, talking about bathing with his mother. So disturbing. Yelling to people he's going to kill them. And, you know, the line in there about how Welker looked like he had seen a ghost talking to Brandon Lloyd. Like, oh, man, you're lockering next to him? Then Hang he on. Basi- he basically runs over to him? Here's a heads up, by the way. This is what this guy's about. And Welker says in there, and remember, this is West, similar to Ernie Adams. Ernie Adams would not talk about Spygate. Like, refuse to talk about Spy. He'll take it to the grave. But Ernie Adams was more than willing to discuss Aaron Hernandez. Odd. And maybe it's because it didn't make Bill look good. That's why that's in there. Wes Welker, maybe they asked him about going undefeated. Like, he was a huge part of the 2007 team. I thought it was odd he was omitted. Like, he was not talked to, to at all. But it turns out he was interviewed for this. And he pops up in this episode. Not the I think it was pretty glaring um, that there were issues. Okay. And to the, be fair, Spygate, they probably just wanted to spend so much time with Randy Moss. Maybe. I mean, that's true. And look, Moss was very entertaining. But like you'd figure if Wes Welker was going to be any part of this, it would be maybe when they lose in 2011, the ball goes through his hands, or 2007 because he was such a big part of that team. The only time we've seen him to this point, and I've seen all of the first six episodes. I haven't seen episodes seven through ten is when he says it's gla- it's glaring. It's glaring. What's going on with this guy? And that's his way of saying they should have known. And so that makes the cut, I think, because 
I don't know. I don't think Welker and Bill have a great relationship, and so Welker's willing to go there on Bill, and they want to make Bill look bad, and so that's why it's in there. Okay, while we're talking about decisions with this documentary and the text line just sent this in, can we talk about the music there? Why sure. is there like Pink Panther music? Underneath oh, like that the clip? I don't like the like the weird sound effects. Yeah. I, I don't I don't quite know what that was. I think it was pretty glaring. I don't know. No, it no. Then it goes. Dun, 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 dun. Um, that there were issues in the locker room. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't pick up on that. It I was. Did, it is earlier in the clip. We don't need to run it back. I I'm did just pick saying. up on some of the sound effects a little that strange. I picked up on. Okay. Uh, you want to hear more? Yes. Maybe the music will be there. Uh, this next clip is Brandon Lloyd. Ernie Adams, and then you're going to hear Dion Branch at the end, okay? And this is talking about the crew that Hernandez runs with. Aaron was always up to something at nighttime. All the warnings were, do not hang out with Chico. Do not hang out with Chico. That was the code. For your own safety, do not hang out with Aaron. So something was known. We had a number of people on the staff who knew that he was spending time with friends of his from his hometown of Bristol, Connecticut. Aaron was making references to hanging with his boys from Bristol. A lot of people didn't think this was a very good situation for him. I saw the group he was around. I had plenty of conversations with him about him removing himself from certain individuals. Like you're in a different world now. You don't need to do all that. You know, outside altercations and all this other craziness. Like Aaron, that's stupid. But he still somehow couldn't separate himself from that dark side. Okay, that's Dion Branch at the end. Again, it was Ernie in the middle and Brandon Lloyd at the beginning of the clip. Uh, we didn't play you this clip, but just know that Dion Branch was basically... Hernandez's handler, right? I mean, like when when Bill needed a a go between, probably because he was terrified of Hernandez, which I don't blame anybody for. Like Hernandez was a scary guy, but that should tell you a lot about what Bill knew and how he felt about him. And and most of what Bill got for intel about Hernandez was through Dion Branch. He would check in, how's he doing? You and, know, and Dion's like, yeah, what are you what are you doing, Aaron? Like, why are you running with that crowd? Ernie Adams knew about the crowd he was running with, the Bristol Boys. And so when people say the Patriots had no idea what was going on or how could they have known, they knew. The the beginning is the most telling part of those clips that we played. Lloyd. Where Brandon Lloyd is saying that was the code. Everybody in the locker room, it, he makes it sound like I should say, everybody in the locker room knew not to go out with him because it wasn't safe. Not because he was creepy or because he was gross. Yeah, he or he's going to stay out too you late out. or something. Right. No, it what he says it wasn't safe and everyone knew that. So how do you sit there and say like, well, we just had we just had the highest hopes for his character changing. The players knew. But, but even like Robert Kraft in, in a previous cut was like, you know, we really hoped that the Patriots way could could change him and we wanted him to be the perfect Patriot. And I'm like, I just I think about those quotes and and to me that that's really telling. Like, did you look and knowing all this was going on, be like, no, 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 we can fix him. We can hold him up as like, look at how strong Fine. our process is. Even like, if that's you, even slimy, too. Yeah, that's just a way to justify it, in my opinion. But like, yeah, no, it is slimy. And it, and it acknowledges that you knew there was something that needed fixing, right? Like, you knew, you knew. And so, look, how did Bill know? Because Bill talks to his players. Bill talked to Dion Branch. Dion knew. Ernie Adams knew. 
Robert Kraft acknowledged things in this as well. So they they had a good idea of what he was up Bill to. Bill had him at practice. That, it, it, I think that was a Wes Welker anecdote where he's like, I don't understand why Bill likes him. As Correct. a rookie, he's sitting there going, I'm the best punt returner. Why am I not back there? This is crap. That guy sucks. That guy sucks. That guy sucks. Bill will send you home if you're late in a blizzard, no, but that's the kind of behavior that was acceptable. Like that, that just doesn't line up with what we know Bill Belichick is all about. And look, Welker, I think, made it sound like exactly what we're talking about. Bill was a, afraid of Hernandez, which again, I don't, I don't blame anybody for being afraid of Aaron Hernandez. He's a scary guy, but if the head coach is afraid of the player. Maybe that, maybe that should tell you it's not the right guy to have on your roster. Uh, Maurice is in Nashville. Go ahead, Maurice. How you doing? Great show. So I came here to chew blueberry bubble gum and shoot someone in the back with my nine, and I'm out of blueberry bubble gum. Okay. It's an Aaron Hernandez joke, I guess. Let's not do those. Pete's in the car. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, guys. Can you hear me all right? I'm in the car. We got you. All right. Hey, um, so I know you guys are mainly talking about Hernandez right now, but when you brought up the uh, the case with, with uh, Ernie. Ernie Adams and, and yeah, talking about the, the tapes, so based on when I watched the uh, the interview with him, I, I took it as him taking it to the grave because of the implications that it would have on the league and not to the Patriots. And, and when I say that, it's, it's the core of the dynasty that happened previous to this, just as the tapes got figured out. And I think that it was a discussion behind closed doors with the NFL and the Patriots, and, and it was him covering it up. Basically saying I'm not gonna I'm not gonna reveal the the leniency that the Patriots were given here because it would it would really imply that the league um, you know kind of knew how bad it it would have as a reflection yeah. on the league and so not just Patriots. Pete, Pete, look, maybe that's what Ernie was doing. I personally doubt that, but maybe I have no idea. All I'm gonna tell you is Robert Kraft basically told you the league went easy on the Patriots in this. Robert Kraft said I lobbied to just don't just don't suspend him, and so. I mean, I think Robert Kraft implicated, if that's what Ernie Adams wants to take to the grave with Which, him. I mean, I don't see Ernie being this big, you know, for the shield. Me you either. Protect the I'm shield just saying, guy. you know, if I, do I know? I don't know. But I don't believe that. I don't think that. And then Robert Kraft was doing a lot of blaming, uh, or blabbing rather, about the league and going soft on the Patriots. I think Robert was almost bragging about that. Like, this is how much sway I have with the league. This is how much power I have. And it made it sound like the league just did what he wanted. Yeah, I would guess. Like, if we're guessing what's on the on the tapes, it's just that they had a lot more of intel than they were supposed to. Of course. <laughs> okay. Of course. I think it's Ernie Adams in his garage running his own draft. I'm the commissioner of the NFL. It's going to the grave with me a little bit. Going to the grave with me a little bit. That's spy game. But, oh, you want to talk about Aaron Hernandez? You want to talk about some murders? Sure. Let's do it. Let's talk murder. 617-779-7937. We have triple play next. From the Rubenstein Law Studios, 1-800-BOS-LEGAL. This is WEEI. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's going to be a triple play. It's time for the triple play. Yes! Triple play. 
The top three burning questions of the day. And there's three. With Jones and Mago. Triples is best. Triples is best. Triple play is brought to you by the 99 Restaurant. There's no place like home, but the 99 Restaurant comes close with the return of their home-style chicken pot pie. Tender, all-white meat chicken covered with that flaky, buttery crust and served piping hot. Jones and Mego, you got to love the nines. It's Friday. We have made it to the end of the week in triple play. That means it's fill-in-the-blank Friday, so we got some blanks to fill in. Number one. The draft combine is everywhere. I turn my head to this monitor. I turn my head to that monitor. It's just guys running and jumping and throwing and not catching football. So, Adam Jones, I would ask you, one test I would add, meaning you, to the NFL combine is blank. Okay. I don't know that I have any great ideas on what to add to well, the me, NFL give combine. Give a good idea. Uh, give me a decent idea. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, why don't you go first? Okay. Mine would be... And I'm I'm very obsessed with this. The Myers-Briggs personality test. Okay. Have you ever taken one of these? I don't think so. It's one of my favorite things in the whole world. And I make everybody I know take it. Uh, my parents Ryan, gave me this test it? when I was in high school. No, I haven't taken Do you know it what it is? I am aware of it because you yeah. talk about you know, it a lot. I talk you know, about it a lot. But I try are, to make everyone take it. Well, these are two people you haven't even asked to take it. Well, okay, I'll make you take well, it. You said, you said everyone in your so life. So there's 16 different personality types, uh-huh. and it's based on if you're an extrovert, an introvert, more of a like a left brain, right brain type person, sure. all these intricate things, and it's a really long test of questions that you take, and it's supposed to be very helpful in workplaces and relationships about like how you resolve conflict, um, like what motivates you, all these kinds of things. I think it would tell you a lot about somebody like a quarterback who you're thinking about bringing onto your system. So, Like, is this a more of a happy-go-lucky social person? Is this a person who needs a lot of accountability and outside motivation? I kind of like these kind of things. So I was going to say something like, and this is going to sound dumb, but like... I No, again, that I, sounded dumb, what I just said. No, I, I don't think so. I think that actual workplaces do that. Yours makes way more sense than what I'm about to say. I was going to say something like, and I'm thinking of Brady in the Dynasty, Something where you could judge like competitiveness, not just like oh, I'm going to go run the forty. So have them play Madden. That's Tech part Powell. of this. Have them, is it? Yeah, it's fair. Well, I like the idea well, that they have to play Madden against on, each other, but it's on paper, right? This is on right. paper. You're not actually like seeing. And, their and competitiveness. it's basically like self accountability. Yeah. So you answer. You're supposed to answer as honestly as possible. No, I want to see it. about how you would feel in different situations. I, if I'm at the combine, I want to watch them playing Madden or like play ping pong or something. Something competitive like that, where it's like let me see, let me see if the competitive. Uh, monster comes out a little bit. Okay, but remember when Mac Jones was drafted and everyone was talking about, ooh, when he was a coach and, you know, powder puff football or whatever it was, yeah. he was crazy. Yes. He was so Hello. competitive. Yeah, but that's just what people said. No one actually saw it. This is okay. the point. Now, Ed, the whole combine can see then it and judge it. Wouldn't it be just a bunch of guys, like, Probably. being hardos? Well, good. That's a fun watch. Then I, okay. then I would still want to watch that. Then okay. it's good. Yeah, and maybe they, that's better for the product. Yeah. Have them out there playing ping pong. Have them out there, uh, you know, uh, playing Madden, something competitive. Like, what uh, What else could they do that's competitive? I would make everybody one do on one, One-on-one hoops, they'd all blow out their Achilles. They had Can't to play that. beer pong. That's Ooh. where guys get truly wow, competitive. Wow, that's a great one. Beer pong. Yes. Wisconsin Shuffle. That's You ever play Wisconsin Shuffle? No, what's that? Beer pong and flip cup. Whoa. Oh, it's good. You party. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a while now since. I, now I know a, this about you, while, Adam Jones. It's been a while since I played, but was uh, uh, next time you're playing drinking games, you know, uh, probably when you're not married with a child and 40 years old like me, but next time you're playing drinking games, Wisconsin Shuffle. That's Ru- a good one. Uh, Rubik's Cube. Everybody would have to do a Rubik's oh, Cube. Come on. No, 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 like Joe no Tooney. because I, that's Joe what I'm saying. They're like, this is everybody. amazing. Joe Tooney can do a Rubik's Cube. Yeah. I'm like, I, all right, cube, I can't. There's just, a, great, there's just a process to it. Beer pong. Yeah. Best idea we had I bet you would find more guys that can do it. All right, moving on. Can you find out what kind of drunk 
Uh, everybody says, Mego, that Jason Tatum is the MVP, at Everyone least of the Celtics. does not say that. I, mean, I don't say that. I do. Uh, of the Celtics. But of the Celtics starting five, Mego, who is the LVP, the least oh, valuable player? Oh, it's the starting five. Yeah, because okay. anybody could be like, well, I think it's O'Shea Brissett. No. <laughs> of the starting five, so Tatum, Brown, Porzingis, Derek White, Drew Holiday, Mego, in your eyes, who is the least valuable of those five this players? This is so tough. Because it's definitely going to be between Derek White and Drew Holiday in my book. And there's, and I a, there's think an it, obvious answer. You think so? Yes. I, I actually think it might be Drew Holiday. It is Holiday. Yeah, which really surprises me. Like if I, I remember having a conversation three years ago with somebody about how Drew Holiday was like my ideal point guard of the entire NBA. And now I'm sitting here going, Derek White, I would take over Drew Holiday. But I still love Drew Holiday. Yeah, I mean, look, I think Drew Holiday is purposefully sacrificing. If we want Derek get, White's better all around. We want to give him a Lammy. Go ahead. I think he's purposely sacrificing, but he's the he's the worst player in their starting five. I think Derek White is an all defense level player. Uh, he was all defense a year ago. He's been phenomenal this year on offense. God, this team's spoiled. No, I'm just saying. I mean, look, if the, if Drew Holiday is your number five, he's your worst starter. That's a really good number five. St- he's probably a number three on a ton of teams. He might be a number two on some teams. Okay, uh, he's lost a bit of a step, I think, but he's probably a number three on a lot of teams. Good teams. He's your worst starter. That's not like some insult. They have five good starters, but I think it's clear out of the five, he's the LVP. Um, text line is saying that the Myers Briggs test is pseudoscience. Yep, I find that offensive as an ENFP. <laughs> What is that? Mr. Who is also an ENFP. What is that? It's a personality type. Number three. And my therapist once said it was possible that we would live in a van down by the river together, but we'd be happy. I'm just saying, what would you rather watch? Somebody taking, what is this thing called again? Myers-Briggs. Or people playing Madden. Or beer pong. Beer pong. pong. Beer pong's definitely the best idea. Okay, great. Beer pong. Love it. Okay, number three. Uh, Adam Jones, if we did the Wonderlick test here at WEEI, the person who would score the highest on it would be blank. I think there's only two possible answers, and I'm going to go with Wiggy. Wiggy. Would score the highest. On the Wonderlick. On the Wonderlick test. I, th- I mean, only two people here have taken it, I think. Right? I don't know if Fourier took it. I don't it. know if Fourier took it. I know Wiggy took one on the air a couple of years ago. It did not go well. It didn't go well? No, it did not go well. I didn't well. realize I be, that. But like, uh, there's, What there's, are the comp- components of the Wonderlick? So I took a sample Wonderlick uh, before the show, and it is- It's so hard. It's 50 questions timed, and a lot of it- So the one I did was just half that. It was 25 questions in about five and a half minutes, and it was just math, general knowledge, vocabulary, like word problem solving, like stuff like that. Yeah, like how would you do- with that i do horrible i did i I'm got sorry. a 22 what is that good or bad i do a 22 out of 25 that's, oh, pretty, that's, good. that's pretty good well it sounds good but i'm also kind of a dumb dumb too so i might have just lucked out i'm going with wiggy like Wiggy's i don't think it. i'm super smart that i know august is the eighth month of the year which they asked me in like three different ways okay ready like this seems like an easy question which of the following is the smallest number a b c d or e eight four fifty seven one or point seven that'd be point seven. seven. That's pretty easy okay okay this is easy uh a mountain uh, let's see a mountain trail is 12 point miles long. If a hiker walks along the trail at a rate of 1.96 miles per I hour. Can't, I can't do this stuff audio Approximately wise. how many hours will the hiker walk the entire trail? It's not so easy now, is it? I can't. I can't. Pro- you know this. Data this visualization. Is... Here's six Me- graphs. Mego for like 19 times. RK, can you repeat the question? I, I, I can't Sean is eight it. years older than Kate. In two years' time, Sean's age will be double Kate's. What are their ages? Quick. Like I, w- I wouldn't be good at that. Though. Wait, that means they're going to be married. <laughs> Sean With and, yesterday's Meg explaining, Sean and Kate plus eight. Oh, that is true. That way, that's like our that's like our math. Mega, uh, who would score the highest? On yeah, the who would, who would score? Keith. 
You think so? I think Keith would. Interesting. Yeah, I think Keith would be good at that. I mean, I'm I'm just saying there's only two people who have taken it. You're not sure Fourier's taken it? He he was an I NFL player. I'm pretty Fourier sure he took it. took it. I remember talking to him about it on air once, and I think he got out of it. Huh. Yeah, that's why he went to the second round. There's the cream of the prop that is blowing everybody away. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my top two. I'm sticking with Wiggy or Fourier. Those are my answers. You think I they think need would, to I think- take what he can do best and accentuize it. Because I think Keith would be good at the timed aspect of it because he's pretty quick. I mean, I, I'm i just going to tell you right now, the first question seemed very easy. The other ones, I'm doomed. I would do horrible on that thing. I would do terrible. I'm an ENFP, so sometimes I just like lose I focus partway through. I still don't know what that means. You have to take, I want you to take this test. You're going to be the weirdest ENF- personality type. Ryan, was ENFP, you're unbelievable. Oh! Who was that? That was bum, ENFP, bum, wasn't yeah, it? Bum, yeah. bum, 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 Sampling, uh, what's his name? Sager Dice Clyde. Someone on the text line said, oh, God, every girl on Tinder is an ENFP. <laughs> this is ENFP. This is you? You were in this group? This is me, yeah. And we were down with OPP. This is a, that's a different song. And that was triple play. This is on one of the jock jams, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, don't get me started on that. It's volume one or volume two. This must have been volume one can't save this greatness for volume two i love jock jams we'll get back to your phone call 617-779-7937 uh what are (laughs) any issues with the patriots taking a quarterback at three you can vote at jones and mega we'll get to your phone calls coming up next you're unbelievable We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.